Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience and today we're joined by Takashi Moribe, founder and CEO of Pono Life. <laughs> How's it going today Takashi? Uh, good, good Jared. How's it going? Very good over here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. And I think like we had a first here today too. Mm -hmm. uh, you are the first guest on our podcast in Japan. So that is yeah, an exciting moment. That is. Yeah. And kind of cool for me too, because we're actually fairly close. Uh, you know, as the yeah. bird flies, we're only a few hours apart. Right. Which is awesome. It is. We've got a lot to dig into. So I'll just ask you to start out by giving me just your elevator pitch, who you are, who you serve. Maybe 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> All right. Hi, my name is Takashi. I'm a CEO of Pono Life and I'm uh, teaching the therapists and personal trainers how to run their own business, like locally and also the online as well. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, so take us back to just how you got started. I know that just we briefly spoke uh, a little bit before <laughs> yeah. and I know you also, like me, spent some time in Hawaii. So let's maybe even go back there. I want to I want to hear more about that. Like how oh, you wow. where you started and how you got into this field you're in today. Okay, it's kind of long story, but uh That's all right. First I started uh, working as a teacher in Japan in junior high and high school. Then I was working like all day long and I was like so exhausted and that was fun to, you know, spend some time with kids and students, but the, I just like burnt out right then i used to play uh, sports all the time like in college in japan as well so i was like i want to do something in a sports setting then i was like oh there is an athletic training in a sports sports medicine field in the states at that time like 20 wow i feel like so old now but uh, 20 <laughs> years ago <laughs> there is not that much of education program in japan so i was like oh i need to go to the states and went there then like start uh, learning those stuff. Then long story short, start working in the States. Then spend seven, eight years in the States, like as a total. Then I came back to Japan because of my family situation. My mom kind of got sick so that I came back to take care of her. Then I was doing everything and I was um, working as a therapist. I had my own little clinic. Then first, I didn't do well. Big, uh, like for three months, I had like zero client because I didn't know how to run the business. Then finally, like something started rolling off. Then I was making enough money. But in the meantime, uh, at that time I was married and got a beautiful daughter. Then I didn't have a time to spend my family with. I was like, this is not right. You know, I was serving to my clients, but not being able to spend some time with my uh, family. And I was like, there's gotta be something. Then I started 
dig into it and found Kajabi. And I was, I had no idea what that is. And I had no experience in a uh, online business thing at that time. But I was like, this is something I, you know, was trying. So that's how I started. Amazing. Amazing. So and definitely not a trade-off anyone wants to make, you know, choosing between hanging out with your daughter versus having to, you know, show up for work and put food on the table. Uh, one thing I, I want to just kind of get right into this, because as I was reading through um, some of the notes you shared ahead of time, like this really gets me going. And I'm excited because I think our listeners are going to love this. But a couple of the points that you made um, out the gate is you started uh, with Kajabi. And for the first year, you had zero sales and then also we'll, we'll touch on that but fast forward yeah. um and you actually i don't know how recently but you know today had a six-figure launch so let's start back on your zero sales year um <laughs> tell us all about that <laughs> maybe teach us what not to do <laughs> all right all right well so as I said, I had no idea. I'm not like tech savvy person and I had no idea what I need to do this online business thing. It was like, I started using Kajabi five years ago, five, six years ago, I think. Then, you know, at that time before COVID, we didn't do much of an internet online thingy. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know everything I didn't know. Right. But there is Kajabi. It's, it is called like online platform for the, you know, everything all in one. But that was so complicated to me. You know, I was reading through, especially in English as well. Mm. But, you know, I've been watching YouTube. I've been like receiving some lectures from online. So I know how valuable that could be. So I started doing it. But as I said, I was kind of busy. Um, this like offline one-on-one uh, client work. So I didn't have a time to dive into it. Then I was, I was realizing that I was kind of wasting my money because I didn't even access to the Kajabi account. Right. But I was like, there's gotta be something I need to be, uh, I should be able to be doing. So I kind of uh, switch thinking about it. First, I was thinking I, I have to make like perfect online courses from the beginning. But I just throw out those uh, ideas. What I did was I was doing an offline workshop a lot. So that I would just start recording those workshops and just put it into Kajabi on my second year. So <laughs> then finally I was start making some money online. So I, I'm kind of um, happy. I'm grateful that I didn't give up from my first year, even though just keep having those accounts. Because now if, even though, uh, if I didn't have that one, and I couldn't be doing what I've been doing right now. So, yeah, well, let's let's talk even more about that journey and uh, I guess work our way to towards where you're at today. Uh, one of the things I'm interested in is, uh, first of all, I think you did took a great step. You were already already producing content. So why not make it reusable? But where did you start? Uh, did you start selling that? Did you start providing that as maybe a free resource to your participants who are attending your offline workshops or how did that, how did that work? Yeah, I think I was kind of add on to my offline workshop. So for my uh, students or client for the offline workshop, that's a bonus that they can review what they learn offline. In the meantime, nobody, uh, not everybody can come to the workshop because of the location, time and schedule and stuff. So that I started uh, selling those online as well. So that that was kind of a good deal. And was that primarily uh, just kind of one-to-one sales? So it's the same pool of people that you were pulling from to fill your offline workshops? So that was different 
client from my offline uh, therapy stuff, more like for the professionals. Got it. So uh, I guess during that journey, uh, uh, at what point did your online offerings become uh, just a true business for you? Uh, when did you realize that like that was that new pool that you're working with um, was going to be a part of, I guess, your your entrepreneurial journey? Well, I, I think I, after I started doing like year and year and a half, I realized that I was making like one third of my revenue is coming from online. Then I was like, then also those clients or students are like, I've never met before, you know, and I even like today, I don't know them, you know, in person. So that I was like, this is something I can make a huge impact to other people's lives so that they need to learn something and I can provide them. And then I was like, yeah, this is something like I start really doing it so that I can help, uh, a lot, lot more people compared to the offline business. So. Okay, okay. Well, I, I want. I'd love for you to. Uh, I'll just put an example out there. I'm thinking through. Um, let's just say I am a. I'm running a web development business or, or something, uh, some type of service business, maybe a freelancer, and I want to start running workshops of my own to uh, share how others can start their own web development business um, or maybe a photography business. How would you how would you go about starting to, I guess, just fill the seats and where maybe where did you start to, to find the, I guess, the other um, therapists who would actually take your workshops? Well, I just keep posting like everything, what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, what I can provide on uh, social media. Like at the time, Facebook was the biggest one and mm -hmm. we used like a lot so that I put pretty much like everything over there. Like, you know, what I did today and the reason why I'm doing it. And this is something I've been helping with and, you know, those kind of stories, everything, all the stories I put into it. Then it doesn't go like from one past make you popular, you know, but sure. every single day you just like, you know, telling them like what I'm passionate about. Then they kind of realizing like, like who, who this Takashi guy, you know, then they start checking on me. And then I was like, Hey, if you are interested in this kind of workshop, uh, this is the day and save the day. And that's how I started. And from the beginning, it was a paid workshop. But after a few years, I start learning that not from the beginning, uh, doing a free webinar or free workshop is really a key to have the success, uh, to be able to have a success on online business. So that that's kind of how I develop the strategy of the business. Interesting. So entirely social. I would think that that would be a uh, maybe even a harder place to start building an audience. How, like how you how do you find other therapists? How do you find those people to start? Like so, I guess how long did it take for you to go from that first post to starting to actually get some form of engagement or audience? Oh gosh, I mean, I think I was really lucky because not so many people were posting on those uh, business kind of stuff at the time in Japan. They were more like putting more personal stuff, right? So that I think I was able to catch the moment so that they know they were like, yeah, I, I wanted to know something about this. Oh, you are doing this kind of stuff, you know, so that I was able to uh, get those engagement pretty quick, maybe like a month or two. So that was and I was lucky. But in the meantime, I was not really relying on those uh, social media. I was meeting people offline every single day, you know, and this is what I do. And this is what I'm, you know, passionate about. 
again, the same thing offline and online. And so I start pe- meeting people and this is then I put those uh, event or some experience onto the internet or social media as well. So today I met this guy and we talk about this and, you know, so that kind of goes on and on offline or online. Created a little bit of a, I guess, a vicious cycle, if you will, to where yeah. you are yeah, using that offline business to help fuel the work that you are doing online. Exactly. Very nice. Well, um, I, I another thing that I noticed when I was reading through the notes is, you know, pre-launch, I think you said you had around 250-ish followers. I mean, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, I mean, doesn't seem like an enormous number. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot more friends than I have, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, can you can you take us through the journey of uh, I guess turning that that followership into um, I guess where, how, how did you begin to monetize that audience? Well, I I really uh, not focusing on those follower numbers numbers of the followers, but more like uh, how how they are like interested in what I'm doing in the professional side, so that they want to learn from me paying like paying customer they if they want to be a paying customer or not that's a big big distinction i think it's not like if you're not paying me i'm not talking to you that kind of stuff (laughs) but still being a professional you have to make some money out of it and if you are not ready to pay something you are not ready for doing that kind of stuff that's what i'm thinking so what i'm focusing on was like getting those people who have a passion passionate about the you know what i'm doing and they want to like looking into the same directions yeah so the getting those numbers taking a little bit of time but i think i have got a good uh, engagement rate i think so that was i was really uh, focusing on from the beginning yeah, and I think it's better to have a small number of highly engaged, uh, you know, prospective customers who really care about you, your product, your service than it is to have millions of people who may not ever actually bother to spend any money with you. Um, it sounds like you've really proven that. <laughs> yeah, I think you would have been telling my students too. So that was, yeah, I'm happy that I got this kind of result at this moment. Yeah. Well, take us through a little bit more about your actual offering um, and your, your 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 course, your 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 product that you offer to your customers today. Okay. So as I said, I'm providing my service to uh, therapists and personal trainer, trainers that like healthcare professionals how to run their own business. And but it didn't start from the from it was not my idea actually. It was from my clients' idea that they were like, hey, so. How are you able to run this kind of business so successfully? I didn't put any ads. I didn't put my any like name out of my office, whatnot. But I always got the full uh, appointment, you know. So I was like, I don't know. I'm doing what I'm doing, <laughs> you know. Not nothing special. But many people are struggling with this kind of business, and you. It seems like you know something. So you have to start telling those people so that you can help a lot of people. I was like, I think everybody knows what I'm doing. You know, it's not like secret, but she was like, you don't get this because nobody knows what you are doing so that they are struggling with it. I was like, okay, but I'm not like an expert of the financial stuff or like business stuff, you know? So I was very hesitant to this kind of business. But if she she was like saying, she was like insisting I have start telling people, teaching people so that they can, you can help them. I was like, okay, 
So I started this kind of workshop、um, offline locally, just like three, four, five people. You know, hey, I just put it on the social media. Like, hey, yeah, since this kind of request came up, if you guys are interested, I can like offer you this workshop. You know, I think I started for free. I think you know from the very beginning. Like just like one day workshops. This is what I've been doing and stuff. Then after that, they were like, "Oh my gosh, this is so amazing! Thank you." And I was like, "They want." They told me that、um, they start. They、uh, keep learning it <coughs> from me. So I was like, "Okay." So I just make three months workshop meeting like five like once once in two weeks. Then for three months. Then that was maybe like five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, something like that, you know. So that's how I started this workshop. Then, kind of getting popular, I think, and many people are trying to contact me and saying that, "Hey, you got another date, or I want to be there, but the schedule doesn't fit. So you can can you come to this place?" And I was like, "Okay, okay." And then. I was trying to juggle everything like a year or two. Then I kind of realized that if I put them online, I can just do whatever from my desk. You know, that's how I started, and that's、uh, how I. Doing it today. So one of the things I'm really interested in,、um, I think there's always a lot of parallels across industries. Now you know you you focus on therapists,、um, and so I'm interested. Some of the philosophies that maybe you teach、um, your customers.、Um, what what would you say、uh, if you know, and if not, maybe just like what are some of your core philosophies that you teach someone who's maybe trying to get into the industry、um, or thinking about starting a practice. I always telling people that、um, focus on what you can do and just forget about what you cannot do because the, all the therapists and personal trainers they are so so diligent and they are serving to the their clients, but sometimes they are focusing on to the customers too much so that they kind of forget about themselves. And they have like enough skills, knowledge, and great personalities, but they just like ignore those great、um, essence that they already have. So they kind of start digging what they don't have. They don't have, you know,、oh, I cannot do this, and I still need to learn this. Maybe that's true, but you already have good stuff in you, so that make use out of it, then start learning something else. So that's I've been telling、uh, my students, so that not like、uh, not feeling like I'm lacking or I don't, I'm not enough. You are enough. Just know how to put those stuff you already have put out of the world, so that other people can notice about you. That's. The message I've been telling my students. I love that. I love that. And are there any、uh, strategies, if you will?、Uh, do you usually prescribe this a similar path to the path that you've taken、um, for other therapists?、Uh, and I don't know why I keep I say only therapists, but not、um, uh, personal trainers as well.、Um, uh, do you do you prescribe the same path of like starting out in social、um, to start building an audience, or, or where do you come in? Well, I usually tell my students. Uh, meeting people offline first because most of the time you don't get attention on social media or internet because you don't know what your、uh, potential customers want. You know, as a result, seeing you so that if you are not being able to communicate or pulling those answers from offline customers, you are not being able to do it online because it's even harder. Selling some products online is one of the hardest things I think because but. 
if you are meeting people offline, it's just easy because people are right in front of you so that you can keep asking questions and they ask you questions so that keep answering it so that you can build the trust and relationships, you know, those can um, build up so that if you need to sell something, you don't need to like really pushing it. They, if you keep asking questions and they, if you are answering questions, they start asking you, Hey, so when can I start receiving your business or services? You know, so that's how I'm teaching my students from the beginning. Then bring those experience to the online. That would be the easiest one because, uh, going diving into the online business, that's very exciting and so fun. But the first three to six months, you were just like walking in the dark. You know, you have no clue what you're doing. You don't get the response. You don't have no engagement so that you feel so alone, but you can avoid those situations if you are doing it offline so that you get the, okay, so this is what kind of, uh, my people want this kind of stuff. Okay. So I bring it to the online so that, you know, you already know the answer pretty much. That's such a great, uh, great way to really learn and learn and understand the needs of people offline because it's so much more accessible to find a few people who you can actually really have a, a genuine conversation with without having to try to, you know, building an audience is is no joke um, and building a, an engaged audience is even harder. So um, I think that's kind of a lost art in some ways is it just starting, you know, right next door, starting with your family, your friends, uh, friends of friends to begin building the foundations for your business. Exactly. But the, these days, since the, so, the social media, the online has so much power so that they start real, uh, relying on it too much, I think, so that if they put one post or one question on social media, they feel like we get all the answers that we want. But it's not the case, you know. It's even harder and harder to get those kind of responses uh, so that I just keep telling them, like, meet people like offline one-on-one keep asking questions and keep answering their questions you know so that you get the needs so take us through what's next uh, after after they've started uh, building that offline customer base um i guess in your program where do you where do you go from there then i teach the program that your ideal customer wants so that you know lots of hearings and what you can you have to dig in yourself as well because if you don't know yourself you don't know what you can provide you know so that know the customer know yourself and know the competitors what they are offering then like make it the ideal program for your ideal customers that's how i'm teaching them then i put those program onto the market or not especially like starting from offline if they want to but you they, they can put it on on social media and online then start building uh, some customers and very nice very nice well one of the things uh, just a brief aside uh, almost a personal journey story but something that i found through uh, all of the interviews i've done here on the podcast I, I found out because i started out as an entrepreneur uh, before i ended up in this world i started out in the same world that all of our heroes are in and so much of this felt like at least in 
in my journey, I thought I was the only one in the world um, until I, you know, until joining Kajabi, until listening to so many people. It's amazing how many similar stories there are. And so one of the things I'm wondering, uh, just mainly, I think, for validation for anyone out there who's maybe in that like that state of just starting something and they're making some progress. What are some of the key challenges that people in your world or maybe that you encountered when getting your business up and running? Well, I mean, <laughs> there's so many things to talk about, but <laughs> I think you don't get the result from the get-go, <laughs> you know, from the beginning. You have to kind of some hard days, some up and down, some hardships, but you kind of have to know beforehand. But even though you know it, those times will come, then you just get crashed, you know, but just one step forward, just small one step every single day, get 1% better, then, you know, you get the breakthrough, but you have to know uh, the right step, right direction, right timing, and you just uh, put the good quantity before the quality, you know, then you get know like which directions you need to go. You need to start learning from somebody else if you don't know how to do that. I was kind of the person that I was trying to do everything by my own, you know, but it takes so much time. I wasted so much time and so much money because I didn't know, you know, so I start investing those money and time to learn from somebody who already know, then I kind of, but still you have to do it on your own. You know, they cannot do push-ups for me. You know, you, yep. I have to do the push-ups. So that was kind of the, you know, learning experience and learning curve as well, because we expect if I try to do some this one thing, you get the result, but it's not the case, you know, so that understanding the learning curve, you know, that was kind of the key to be able to continue what you were doing. Well, let's let's take it back to your business and your journey. Uh, I know we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, year one, zero sales and now recently uh, a pretty successful launch. Can you tell us about that launch? Any details you can share? Yeah. And any of the results as well. <laughs> yeah. So it happened actually like very recently, two weeks, three weeks ago, I did my, that was my fourth launch, I think. Then <clears throat> the number itself was, I made six figures. It's about uh, 110,000. Amazing. Then I didn't even like prepare so to get this result. I didn't put, I did not put much of time out of it because I just stopped preparing it maybe like two, three weeks before the launch, which was not ideal situations. You know, I wouldn't recommend it because the reason I didn't have enough time to prepare for it was I kind of started switching my strategies this time. I wanted to try something new, which was no landing pages, no complicated emails. I just like make everything simple because I've done like some okay launch before, but I was kind of exhausted to prepare everything, you know, emails, uh, landing pages, you know, then many times it doesn't work well at the time of the launch, you know? So I just like make everything simple this time, not using emails, but, uh, I started using this messaging app called line. I think it's only popular in Japan and like, or some Asian countries, but one third of the population are using it here in Japan. It's like a telegram. I think, you know, Mm. it's like a chat messaging app. Then it's kind of very big over here so that I was like, yeah, maybe I start using this. You can just like sending this much of uh, 
not 500 letters or something like that, but you put everything into it, right? So what I did was giving them free bunch of free stuff. If you register this, uh, you get four bonuses, you know, this PDF files and this check sheet and stuff, which everybody, everybody was doing, but I put more and more value, the bonuses. So I, in total, I gave them like 10 or 12 bonuses just to register and come to the free workshop, you know, then I get like 300 registered, uh, 300 people registered to those line messaging app. I start sending them messages and one of the bonuses is like 75 minutes long workshop free, like a uh, recorded workshop. Then if they are interested, come to the live webinar, which was also free. And it was like three, four hours long. Then I telling like everything, what I'm teaching to my students. Then if they are interested, this is a program, you know? So that was pretty successful. Like how many people, like 70 people registers to the live webinar, then 40%. So maybe more than that, like 50 people bought, bought the program. Wow. And I love that you you did that all while simplifying your approach. Um, and I love that that's, that's applicable to you today because it's invariably applicable when you're starting out. So many of us spend hours, days, months, sometimes even years putting together the logos and the business cards uh, before right. we've ever yeah, <laughs> spoke I've, to us. I've done that before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I made everything simple. I like from my first year, I said, uh, I told you that I didn't make any sales. Right. And then on my second year, oh, I have to do something like all the gurus were doing, you know, so start learning those and putting so complicated email systems. I didn't know, it, even though to this day, I don't know what I did, before, you know, but it didn't work well at all because it doesn't go to the date or time that I want them to be sending. And, you know, the link was not showing and stuff. <laughs> that was chaos, right? But I kind of start, you know, pulling through somehow, but not enough. So I just made everything simple. Just one gate, one message. And one result that's I was like uh, searching for. Yeah, business is definitely not like baking. Uh, that's like <laughs> kind of a funny quote, but <laughs> there, the, you know, there's no true recipe that you can just follow to a T and extract these perfect results. No matter how successful someone is, uh, it seems like it's more about just finding the results that ultimately work for you and work for your life situation as well, because not everyone necessarily is going to put in the exact same amount of time or effort. And so it's definitely interesting uh, from your perspective, you know, at the successful stage stage, seeing that, that the approach to simplifying really still is a major driver for you. <laughs> I mean, you still have to know the basic, you know, how you develop the strategy or how to sell and how to get the response from the customers and all of those stuff. And you need to know the basic. If you don't know the basic, you cannot build up on it, you know. But in the meantime, if you keep doing or learning basics, it doesn't take you anywhere. So that after you build the basics, you have to kind of start thinking that where you want to go and in what kind of time you can use, what kind of effort you can put into. It's totally different from person to person so that you have to decide what kind of result, what you want and when you want the result. 
to be true and you know how much time and money you can spend on it nobody else can answer that questions and you have to dig into yourself but many times you don't even spend the time to dig into yourself to answer those questions because everybody's busy you know busy 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 but that's something that from the very first step and many people are struggling with are not answering those questions they don't know where to go from where you know they don't know from the start point to the goal point then where are they running into you know so that you you have to get the directions you have to decide yeah yeah and such a such a great point uh you know we all have the same 24 hours in a day um you know, and it's how we spend it that ultimately determines, for the most part, the outcomes that we achieve. Uh, I, I will change my quote from, uh, or just I'll add on to my quote from business is not like baking. I think it's more like cooking because it's cooking. If you know the foundations of what goes into, say, a pizza or a sushi or whatever it is, if you know the the components, you can usually produce a a, a reasonable result that's going to going to please um so i uh, take us uh now i uh, i guess you you started this based upon this idea that you were kind of overwhelmed with your your job offline you weren't spending enough time with your daughter uh tell us where you're at today as a result of taking this leap into digital entrepreneurship so now i'm spending every single day with my wife and daughter and this is my office in in my house so that I don't need to commute, you know, take one hour train, whatnot. So that I'm always having breakfast and dinner, dinner with my family and lunch with my wife. So being able to you know, welcome home my daughter when she comes back from schools, that was kind of, I will always, always wanted to, you know, be and wanted to have, be able to do that. And because before that, I was like walking all day long, you know, not being able to spend some time. And I always making an excuse that, oh, this, but I have to put the, the food on the table and this is what I'm doing. And what do you want me to do? You know, but there's always, always a way to uh, make it true. If you really want to, there's always a choice in your hand so that I basically I built my business out of what I really want to do as a person, which was spending, being able to spend some time with my family. The family comes first and business is all also very important, but no business kind of overrides the family, you know. So yeah, now I'm being able to spend lots of time with my family and I have more freedom to decide what I want to do, what I do and what I not do. So that was a very, I feel like very privileged to be able to that kind of um, decisions. I love that. Building the business to to suit your life um, instead of allowing that business to run you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd love to just hear uh, just almost in a quick tip fashion um, for anyone who's listening out there today. Um, they're saying, hey, I, I want to start something today. Where would you tell them to start? Like, just like speaking to the audience right now, what was what would be the first step you would take? Um, let's see. I just said, just do it. If you want to start doing something, do it. Then you get the response. Maybe you may not be able to get any response, but that is a response. Nobody's responding you. 
get those results deeply, not saying that you are not enough again, but if you don't get the result, what you want, there is something you can um, be, you can improve. But if you're not get out of yourself, nobody knows, you know, what you are trying to do and what kind of person you are. So that if there isn't any idea, not like the changing all the world's biggest idea, even just like a small step. Hey, if you have something in your mind, this is something I kind of want to do. Just say it. Hey, I'm interested in doing this to your family or to your friends or on the social media. Just say out, you know, then that's kind of the very small, small step that kind of rolls in and taking you somewhere. I love it. I love it. Plant that seed. Take that first step. Um, undoubtedly uh, a theme that we've heard across to, you know, uh, it's not quite there yet, but close to a hundred episodes that we've had here um, is taking that first step, putting yourself out there. Um, invariably that's what it takes to get the ball rolling. And that's something where so many people get stuck. <laughs> yeah. Cause we always want the right result, you know, and the right pathway, if you will, but there's not right pathway from the beginning, you make those pathway to the, the right ones, you know, so making every action matters and one step, those, um, action makes clarity so that if you're not known, if you are unsure what you were doing, just take small one step, then you get some different view or different experience. Those experience comes into your knowledge, your skills, you know, something in some day it clicks, then you find a way for yourself. So just like keep taking small steps. I love it. And keep on going. That's definitely another one I can imagine for you after one year of no sales. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the ability to persist and keep pushing um, ultimately turned into a pretty big game changer for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, I gave up like at that time, it was like $1,500 for the subscription sure. of the Kajabi. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have that kind of money and I'm, what I'm doing. But I just like going back to five, six years ago and then just telling my old Takashi saying, hey, you did a good job. Keep, uh, uh, keep keeping those accounts because after five, six years, you get this kind of result, you know, being on the podcast of Kajabi. And that was awesome, you know. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, um, with that said, for anyone who's out there listening, who's interested and in maybe checking and maybe they're thinking about starting um, a physical therapy business or, um, you know, uh, where should they learn more about you? Where should they check you out? I mean, they can check on my website or Instagram, but everything in Japanese. So that I don't know if it fits your needs, but yeah, just uh, follow my Instagram and sending me emails. I mean, DM so that I can kind of, if they have questions, if I'm good enough to answer those questions, I will. Well, my hope here is that we're going to see a big audience in Japan who's listening to the show just to hear you. Um, so with that said, um, I don't know Japanese very well. I think if I say arigato, that means thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, arigato to you for taking the time to come on. Um, really means the world that you took the time to share with us. So arigato. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, well, with that said, um, we really 
really appreciate the story, uh, Takashi. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. But that's all we have for our listeners this week. So we will look forward to seeing you next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast. Oh,